Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, good to have you all join us here for the EquipCast. It's our a daily webcast that we've been doing here in the Archdiocese of Omaha uh, after uh, uh, this crisis that we seem to be in with the pandemic of the coronavirus. And uh, here we are uh, already doing our seventh one. And uh, um, we're really excited about this one because it's kind of gives us a glimpse inside of a parish kind of we've been talking from kind of on the outside uh, of, you know, what parishes could do. But this time we, we get a chance to get right into uh, what's going on at St. Gerald Parish. And we have a really good guest with us today. His name is Mark Nelson. Um, he, uh, um, is on staff there at, at St. Gerald's. And uh, um, Mark, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and how you got to where you are today. And I'll probably need to unmute you though. There you go. You might have to unmute yourself. Got it. How well Got can it. you hear me? Great. Awesome. Um, yeah, my name is Mark Nelson and uh, been in Omaha for about four years. And uh, had kind of a history with within ministry um, in various parts of the Midwest. I like to say that I followed my wife Tracy around because uh, that was somewhat true. Uh, she is a, a pediatrician for the Air Force right now over at Offutt Air Force Base, and very soon she'll actually be out of the Air Force. So we're staying in Omaha. Um, and yeah, she's the director of evangelization and discipleship presently. Um, at St. Gerald's, which is a new position, um, well, new when I took it, as of uh, two, uh, a little less than two years ago. Um, my wife and I have three kids, they're ages uh, nine, eight, and four, so. And we'll probably see a few of them run around behind you, or on top of you during this. Well, I locked the door, um, <laughs> however, anybody who wants to pray for my eldest right now, he's in tears about something regarding school, and um, so, you know, if he starts pounding on the door, I'll probably have to leave, but he's, he'll be fine, he's, he, calm, he will calm down, it's just a little rough right now, so. Great. So, how long have you been there uh, in that new position at St. Gerald's? Yeah, so um, it started in August, um, almost, I guess, what is that, a year and a half ago? I feel like it's been a year and a half, maybe it's been two and a half years. <laughs> and before that, you were doing some work at uh, St. Mary's in Saint Bellevue? Mary's in Bellevue, yeah, in a part-time uh, level. And then uh, prior was a stay-at-home dad for four years, and prior to that, did uh, nine years in youth ministry. All right, great. Well, it's good to have you here. Uh, with us today. And um, I know you guys have been doing a lot of work with Divine Renovation and, and maybe with Father Mallon, or at least maybe with somebody from his team. Um, and so you're, you've been meeting as a, as, a, as a team for a long time. How are you guys managing change in, the, in this time of, of, of unrest? Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question. And, <laughs> and it's really why we're all on this cast, right? Although maybe we'd be here even if there wasn't a crisis. But um, so I guess to answer that, I almost got to give a little bit of a, a backdrop, if that's okay, Father. Absolutely. Uh, the, we're using the concept of, of a leadership team um, 
uh, as you mentioned, we're using divine renovation or we have been. And uh, so that actually started prior to, to my even belonging to St. Gerald's. Um, and once I belonged and then eventually became staff, um, I joined that leadership team as it got, you know, kind of reformed. Anyway, that um, foundation, I guess, if you will, of a, of a closely joined team is probably what set the stage for, you know, everything that we're doing right now. Um, I'm going to let you kind of either ask a follow-up question or just ask the same question again, because I <laughs> remember what the original question was. Yeah, well, how are you, how are you managing change? Because right, you're, yeah. everything's changing. How are you guys doing that? Yeah, yeah. So initially, um, I guess it was probably a week ago Friday. Does that sound about right when everything really broke loose? Yes. Yeah. And um, so we started meeting uh, daily at that time as a, as a leadership team. We, it's a servant leadership team is the name we've given it. Um, and there's three staff and, uh, and two pastors um, used to be four staff. And we did have somebody who uh, wasn't able to stay with us. And so, um, so yeah, we moved to daily meetings uh, for a good week uh, or so. And then since have slowed back down. Um, but uh, between those meetings and everything that, need, that we were realizing could happen, needed to happen somewhere in between, like we wanted to happen, right? Uh, and then just kind of the contacts that we had in the parish um, kind of got the ball rolling. So normally you guys would meet once a week for a couple hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I see a comment said two pastors question mark we have one pastor and associate pastor so um, i knew what you were talking about yeah, tony yeah. didn't apparently um <laughs> the true you were a navy seal that's not true me or tony prior to that mark was a navy seal and investor in shark tank that's that can't be true i'm not going to read the comments if they're going to be silly jim jansen um so so as you guys started meeting together daily how, how did you decide what, what ministries events um what which did you choose to put online or cancel? How did you guys even come to those conclusions? Um, we just kind of said, okay, what 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 is the most important thing to have online, right? What do we most want to be able to give our people this way? Um, clearly, I mean, not clearly. We were already using Flocknote and some of those communication elements. We weren't texting much. We still aren't much, just a little, right? But um, we did want to start live streaming some uh of, of the masses and so i believe we started a week ago tuesday tuesday or wednesday uh live streaming you know our twelve fifteen daily mass um which was great to start there because we realized you know we started realizing some of our errors and started trying to fix things and we still have plenty of them like technology is such a challenge but um but it's at the same time it's pretty simple this day and age so we started with the with daily mass and we had a um, a parishioner who said, Hey, like I lead the, the rosary team that helps lead the rosaries prior to, to daily mass. Can we, can we lead the rosary online? Um, and so we said, sure, why not go for it? So, um, that's kind of how we started the ball rolling. Um, and then we kept it rolling like last Friday night with, um, a prayer gathering called the Oasis. Um, and so it's kind of been what, what should we add to it? from that point on, but that's how we got started in the live streaming angle. Okay. So what else do you have going on still? Like how do you, how do you do church with 
without being able to gather as a church. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and then I'm not, I'm speaking to the choir here, right? Everybody knows that. Um, the word choir kind of ironic because we are still having music, um, at, uh, our weekend liturgies. And actually we've, we've had them at some of our daily masses as well. Music. Um, that's not typical, but it was actually added, um, in part because we realized people are in need for. I guess you could say extra comfort right now, you know, and, and that, you know, worshiping the Lord in music is, is perhaps a way that, well, is a way that for many of them will, will draw them in deeper during the mass. So, um, yeah. So what have you found you've been able to accomplish as a team that you, you maybe you couldn't do as one yeah. person? Um, well, I know like, it was just last week, Father Mark Nolte is the pastor, and he was saying, um, he's like, I seriously, I have no idea what I would be doing right now if I didn't have a leadership team. Um, and I kind of had to like remind him, or I don't know if it came out of my mouth or if it was in my head if I said it later, but <laughs> like, you'd still have a staff, Father. Yes, you wouldn't have a big enough staff, uh, but... Um, but I think his point was that the team has grown so close in the past couple of years that um, there's a lot that we would, that he maybe would not trust us with um, if we didn't have those relationships uh, that I wouldn't, that we wouldn't trust each other with. Right. So, so I think that has been the biggest result of having this team element is, okay, we've done a lot of things together. We've involved various parishioners, but now it, it's just go time. And um, I don't think I've really thought of the analogy before, but it's a, to me, it's a little bit like you've been through basic training, you've been through uh, drill for, you know, for the military and, and now like you're deployed. Um, that's kind of the way this feels right now. Um, even down to the lack of sleep with, you know, artillery shells blasting outside <laughs> the window. So, or kids pounding on the door. Right. Right. Which so far hasn't happened. I think everything has calmed down downstairs so now most people don't like meetings why how are you guys what's so great about these meetings that you can meet daily um well they're not they're terrible no i'm just kidding <laughs> um you know so our weekly meetings had been they followed a format of we'd spend a half an hour to 45 minutes in prayer uh, actually we'd start with some small talk and then a half an hour to 45 minutes in prayer uh, then we dive into business, kind of using the model that's laid out in Death by Meeting uh, from Patrick Lencioni. Um, and so I wanted to start there rather than these daily meetings, because I think that's what set the stage. I remember Father Michael Voidhofer saying, like, I used to hate coming to staff meetings. And he told this to the whole staff. <laughs> um, but he's like, it's different at leadership team meetings. And the reason he was sharing that with everyone was like, we were trying to switch around the way our staff meetings work too. But because, um, because of the new format, because of the trust that's developed, because we're willing to argue with each other. And um, in fact, we had a little argument this morning. <laughs> but uh, because of those wait, things. Wait, who won? Who won? You know, that has not been declared. Uh, the, no, yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into the issue, but yeah, nobody, uh, nobody won this one, sadly. Uh, hopefully God will win it in the long run. So, um, 
but yeah, I think because of the dynamics, um, Patrick Lencioni will talk about like the team cannot be um, withdrawn, like un unwilling to share uh, what's on their heart, what's on their mind, right? And so I think that's what makes the meetings not boring is um, we do that for sure. So how are you guys able to make decisions out of a team? So it sounds like there's a lot of honesty. Can you give an example of where you guys have been really honest with each other, where maybe it's perhaps yeah. normally we wouldn't talk to a priest in a certain way, or we wouldn't share all that stuff. We said, well, whatever you want, Father. That's sort of the, the regular mode of doing things. But are you guys doing something different than, oh, whatever you want, Father mode? Um, poor Father Mark, yes. Uh, <laughs> he has... Um, some people that are just not the yes, the yes men and women, right? Um, and thankfully, he's open to that, which I think is probably the first step, right? He's he's open to uh, evaluation and and change. Um, I'm trying to avoid the example from today because it's, it's unresolved. <laughs> it's, it's really on your heart, isn't it? Right, right, right. So, but there's there's a lot of uh, there's normal conflict that'll happen. Um, Well, okay, this isn't necessarily conflict, but perhaps it'll be a good example. A couple of days ago, Father Mark um, called me and he's like, hey, I'm going to send you this video. I decided to go ahead and make a video finally. Um, what he's talking about is he wanted to start, he, he bought a tripod like six, seven, eight months ago, and he wanted to start making short videos to send out to the parish. Um, he knows his associate does this um, for the parish or for a blaze worship, and, and he's like, I should probably be able to do that, but he's got a different personality. He doesn't, doesn't like it. Um, and because he's been thrust in front of the camera with, with live streaming, he's like, well, maybe this isn't that bad. And so he made a video. He sent it to me and said, you tell me what you think. Well, it was 20 minutes long. And, and he had started the video by saying, Hey, I'm going to, uh, just so happy to see you. Just wanted to show you how much I love you tell you how much I love you. And, you know, during this time, I might start to formulate some teachings and uh, get those recorded for you. And before you knew it, we were in a teaching. And, and so that was the feedback. And he already knew it. He said, it was, it ended up being way too long, but he said, I just wanted a little bit of your feedback. And so the trust is already there for me to be able to say, you know, father, that I think we're shooting for three minutes, not 20. And here are, here are the, the points, the ideas that, that I would suggest. And, and uh, because of that trust level, he was willing to, to accept that. Um, I guess as far as the, the arguments that arise, they're certainly, <laughs> they're, they're plentiful. They're not every meeting, but um, it's regular. You know, it's probably twice a month that we get in a pretty good, pretty good debate about something. Um, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, refrain from it getting too heated, but uh, sometimes that, that'll happen too. And I think because... It's like a good family, right? I mean, you're going to get ticked off once in a while, uh, mm -hmm. but how do you handle it uh, in that moment? And then when things go wrong, how do you, how do you handle it after? And um, yeah, that's the summary. Yeah. And you, you guys aren't just doing things for the sake of doing things, right? And, and you're not just arguing for the sake of arguing. You have a mission, don't you? Right, right. I mean, sometimes we argue for the sake of arguing because um, <laughs> two, two of us like that of the five, right? But, um, but no, the mission uh, is, is certainly 
the biggest thing that we're trying to accomplish and, and we're trying to remind each other self uh, of our of that often the vision statement's a little easier than the mission that's um, encountering Jesus transforming lives um, making equipping disciples and I got that out of order actually but that's what happens when you get nervous on camera I guess <laughs> and are you keeping that in mind as you go forward I, I was actually just talking to a, a pastor uh, this afternoon He's from uh, Flatland Church uh, here in, um, I think, maybe somewhere in 140th and, and Maple. So he's, it's an Assembly of God uh, church, and we were just talking about, like, life online. And, and really just we were asking the question, like, can you still make disciples online? Right? We know that if you have the mission, make disciples and we know that being physically present with one another, that's really important. That's really important for engagement. Can, but can you still form disciples? So can you still live out your mission like that online? And, and I think we both agreed like, well, we're going to try because that might be the only way we can do it. Mm -hmm. um, but to keep that in mind, like we're not just live streaming for the sake of live streaming. We're not just making messages for the making because I have to keep up with the pastor down the street uh, because no, I like, I still have a responsibility to be a pastor to my people. And, and we said that to be a pastor, to be a, a, a follower of Jesus means I'm going to help people to grow in their discipleship, whether they're stuck at home or whether they're showing up on, on mass every Sunday. Um, so that, that mission to say, we're going to equip disciples. We're going to, we're going to help people encounter Jesus. How are you guys doing that? Are you, are you able to do that? Do you feel like you're getting close or you have long ways to go? Like, even yeah. like, Pre-virus and, and current, like pre-virus, post-virus. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel well, we're like not post virus... yet. I'm I'm hoping for post. <laughs> oh yeah, during middle. Anyway, um, I feel like we're actually going to come out of this in a much better place than where we started prior to the virus. Um, you know, certainly there were things, some things that were going well prior, and some things that were not. Um, Alpha was going pretty well. Um, <clears throat> we had a, a book study on healing that was going pretty well, and is now. Like, okay, now what? So we're figuring, figuring out how that looks. You know, we're going to have the small groups meet, but probably not the, the larger group because there's um, 18 small groups, I think. So, um, so pre, uh, I would say things were going well, but we weren't, I don't know how much uh, folks are familiar with like, the thresholds of discipleship and these sorts of things, right? But I would say we were targeting the, some of the evangelization efforts um, from the standpoint of like those who had been in the church forever, but maybe hadn't been, oh, their faith hadn't been awakened and brought to life by the Lord. Uh, we were certainly targeting that demographic, um, trying to do some of the discipleship activities. Um, but really those are still, still being developed. Um, and, uh, as far as like our pre evangelization, like reaching out into the world that really doesn't even want to go to church. Um, that was, I would say that was happening as well, but kind of minimally, you know, in small pockets, um, an alpha at a brewery. Oh, look at you. You're so fancy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, if, if you scroll left, cause at least on my screen, I only see the right. Oh, okay. Um, so the pre-trust to the far left, you know, I don't know how well we were hitting that category of people. And now I feel like this is our opportunity. We're not, we're not there yet. We're not doing it well yet. But um, with the online presence, as much as it's becoming in the past week and a half, and assuming that our internet connections hold up and Cox doesn't 
break down, uh, that's going to be that way for a while, right? So we're just really trying to ramp up um, the way that we can minister online and um, how, um, well, obviously the live streaming of various things, but now we're starting to look at, okay, there are people out there who already led small groups. They were, they were Bible studies or they were Lexio Divina groups or um, <clears throat> um, social gatherings with, a, you know, with some incorporations of, of, of faith. Um, what's to stop them from doing that online if, unless they're not tech savvy and they need some help with that, right? So, so that's, I would say that's, that's probably just where we're getting to right now. <clears throat> some people who were, who were already ready are doing that already um, from a small group level. But as far as like how we can aid them, come to their aid as a staff, we're just starting to get to that point of equipping them to better use Zoom <clears throat> um, or whatever tool that they would use to, to connect with their, with their people. Um, yeah. Yeah. How are you guys uh, caring for each other as a team and, and how are you caring for your, your people during this time? I, I know there's, there's some equipping going on, even if it's the simple equipping of a video camera or like, this is how you use zoom, but like, but how are you caring for each other? How are you caring for father? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're trying to make father Mark's job pretty, not easy. That's the wrong way. Cause it is hard, right? He's got a ton going on just like we all do. So we're just trying to take some stuff off of his plate. Um, Father Michael and I have done a lot of the technology stuff along with Dan Buck and a few other people, um, Pat, uh, anyway, people in, in the parish who, who that's their, their strong suit. So, um, but then for a team, I think, what does it look like for each team member and what are their individual needs? You know, I mean, we have one person who said, I, I think I need to be home with my family and, uh, and slow down the work stuff. And, okay, like, how can we, how can we make that happen? How can we fill in gaps and have volunteers fill in gaps? Um, there, there's a lot of stuff like that going on. And I think um, even reflecting on this morning meetings, like some people are being better supported than others. Uh, so how do we, how do we really help each other? Um, in some ways it's because you already care about them and love them, right? I mean, you're not going to abandon your own brother Mm -hmm. son, daughter, wife, um, or, or mother, you know, like you already love them. So we're just finding ways to, to help them and help each other. Cool. I just want to go back to a little bit about the discipleship activities. Um, can you expound on, on what that looks like? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, to maybe overstep my bounds here but i would love to see people's faces if you would turn on your cameras yeah everybody's welcome to do that uh, so yeah ask the question again now that i've got my head back i do have adhd <laughs> there's no doubt about it i'm just undiagnosed <laughs> we'll let everybody fix their hair yeah yeah, yeah. It's, somebody just uh, chatted with me and just asked, you had talked about some discipleship activities that you're doing. Um, my, I imagine you're doing it pre-virus. Um, what, are, what are the, some of the things you were doing pre-virus? Sure, in that category. Start there. Um, so we had uh, a team of four people from the parish who even really without a whole lot of support from, from our staff and leadership team, um, started up a Bible study with the Seeking Truth and Sharon Doran materials 
um, about a year ago. So that was happening. Uh, we have Women of Grace, uh, which is a small group of women that go through a series together over time. Uh, that Man Is You uh, meets on two different mornings. Um, fairly small groups, but not, not terribly, terribly small. One of them's, one of them's like 25, I believe. Um, so some of those things were going on pre-virus. Um, as the virus hit, I mentioned that Be Healed book study as well. As the virus hit, it was all clearly very interrupted. And, um, you know, I think leaders were just spinning and basically saying, do we just throw in the towel? Do we give up? What do we do? And um, at that point, uh, you know, some of them are, are rising up, like, how can I help? Um, and so, so the, uh, yeah, as far as discipleship activities now, um, that prayer gathering on, on Friday nights is meant to really be a place for disciples to come and have peace and, and rest with the Lord. Um, and so, so that would be one, um, certainly. And then some of these groups have just started their, their gatherings as well. Uh, the only other thing that, we're, that I can think of at the moment, and I know there's more out there that I'm forgetting, but the only other thing I can think of at the moment is that we're making a lot of phone calls. Um, and it wasn't our idea, but somebody online had said, hey, we're, we're, we're employing our, our young people and our others to make well, you know, well checks, basically call people and say, how you doing? What do you need? Especially the elderly. Um, and pretty soon we're hoping that we can call not only the elderly, but, but really if we can get enough phone callers, uh, everyone in the parish, um, which is more on the evangelistic level than the discipleship level, but it can so easily transfer, right? Become discipleship. If, um, if you're a leader in a parish or, or the pastor, or just on your, where you're at and your staff, um, and you, you feel like you feel pretty alone and you're not even sure what to do, what would you do? What would be like the first step you would do um, if you felt kind of stuck and, and not even sure how to move things forward? Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it seems obvious and perhaps like, well, I'm already doing that, but pray um, your pastor, uh, maybe you are the pastor, right? But if, if you're not, uh, pray your pastor would, would just be open to that, to more of the Holy Spirit's guidance um, and pray for myself, right? I would be praying like, God, I need more of you and less of me. Uh, I think that's been a large part. Uh, try not to cry, but it's a large part of the past two years mm -hmm. is like, how can I be lessened so that he can be glorified? you know, but still, that I can still serve in any way. Um, and this, these past two weeks or week and a half have really exemplified that because I admit like I was getting like four hours of sleep a night, uh, not because I was working the whole time, but because my mind was working the whole time. Right. And I wake up for prayer at four in the morning, which is not normal by the way, <laughs> but I wake up at four in the morning. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to go pray. And what else am I going to do? I can't sleep. So I'm going to go pray. And then when I get down there, I try to pray. And before you know it, I'd be typing up a ne the next message to share on Facebook or an email to somebody like, Hey, we got to do this. Like, here's how we can reach people. Um, and so I guess what I'm getting at is that's not always the answer. Like diving in is not always the answer. A lot of times it's not, you know, like we had to ground ourselves in the Lord first. And, um, and that's really tough for most of us um, that aren't contemplatives. 
Uh, and for those who are, you know, you, you may be on the other side of the fence, like, okay, I've, I've been praying like crazy. Okay, now go do something. Um, that'd be, so I guess that'd be the advice. And then uh, forming the leadership team is certainly foundational to all of this. Um, but if you're not the pastor, then your pastor has to be convinced that that's accurate. Um, and really the convincing has to happen from God. You know, like you can share the idea, but I've heard stories of people who um, have really wanted a leadership team and actually got their wish, but the leadership team didn't become what it was, what it, what it could have been because it really wasn't, the pastor was maybe less on board than, than some other pastors who said like, I need this leadership team. And yes, it's going to be some hard work, but it's worth it. What's the thing you love most about that team? Um, so having been on two pair staffs, well, three, I guess, pair staffs prior to this one is the first one where we actually vulnerably pray with one another. What does that look like? Um, <clears throat> so Alexia Divina would be, well, we start with praise and worship. We do happen to have people who play the guitar and sing, right? So with Father Michael and myself, but even without that, you know, you could use videos um, or just sing a cappella, but that's where we start. Uh, and then we go to Lexio Divino oftentimes and, um, there, and even, and you, even do, you do that together. Worship. So you say Lexio Divino is praying with scripture. Are you saying yeah. like you guys read something out loud and then take some time to just quietly pray on it. And then, and then what happens? Yeah. So the, the sharing is probably where the vulnerability happens. Well, it is where the vulnerability happens. And so, um, you know, we're just telling, being honest with what, um, what the Lord, we feel the Lord is revealing in our hearts and in our minds. And some of that's not always pretty, right? So I, I could be having a struggle with, um, with my wife. And, and uh, you know, this wouldn't be a, an every week occurrence that I would be sharing something outside of work related or outside of um, like just straight out of the Bible, right? But that kind of stuff comes out. Um, I know they won't mind. So I will go ahead and share like father, father Mark and father Michael will occasionally say like, here's what's really bugging me about father Michael right now, <laughs> you know, and, or about you, you know, like, so, and so, and that can happen even in the context of prayer. Um, maybe not, not quite like I just said it, but like, I'm just really struggling right now with, with people in my life and, and, and the Lord, and the Lord is telling me like, he's, he's giving me healing. Um, he's in the back of the boat, the, the storm's raging, but I haven't, you know, haven't woken him up yet. And you love the, the, the ability to be vulnerable with it, with other people, with other Christians. And what's, yeah, I do. I, what's so great about that? <laughs> it seems yeah, pretty. For most people that's <laughs> counterintuitive for sure. Um, I maybe come from a little different place where I think. But what do you get out of it? Yeah, let me, I got to think about that for a second. Um, because for me, it's always been a desire, like, to, to know what people actually need and feel and want and to be able to share that. And so, um, so what, are, what are we really receiving out of that? I it's the opportunity to pray for one another for sure. You're right there on the spot. It's the opportunity to, um, to have compassion, to, to love, to, to, uh, 
um, to build that trust. Like if you, you know that if someone can share this about their life, then they can probably share um, something a little closer to the business, a little closer to the church meeting space too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, that's, I, that's great. Um, it's funny that it ends up here you know, where we're just talking about prayer and then being vulnerable and then opening our hearts, not only to the Lord, but to others, because we kind of started with activities and all the things we have to do and how are you managing and all that. And it really came to like, well, we're able to do what we do because, because we, we allow the Holy spirit to enter not only into our, our hearts individually, but, but as, as a body, as, as, as one church, you know, like two or three are gathered, he's present. So, um, I think it's good that we ended up here. And, and uh, so really, I, th- I thank you for that. Um, because it's, it's something we're not talking about enough. Uh, we're not talking about, we can still pray together. Uh, it's not always the things we have to do. I feel like we are kind of running around a lot. And I, and I think pastors are probably beginning to hit the pause button. Just like, ah, just need to, <laughs> what are we trying to accomplish? You know, it's not just to be busy, you know, and, uh, and, I'm really hoping to have a conversation next week with uh, with Jim Jansen. So when I was up at 3 a.m. <laughs> last <laughs> night, uh, you I was, him? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, um, like but I was just thinking about yeah, uh, a conversation I'd like to have with him of, of just like, you know, what do we hope to have happen after this is all over? Like, what do we hope is, is changed when this is all over? Mm. And then I think I would love for just all of us to begin praying about that um, what do we want the Lord to accomplish through all this? And uh, what do we hope is going to be different? Um, take that to prayer and just pause a little bit because right now we're just running. And if we think about like, what do we want to get done and, and what, what does the Lord want to get done? And I, I think, I think it will be different and, and hopefully better when it's all over. Yeah. yeah. But thanks so so much for your time, Mark. Um, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, I think we should just pray and uh, call it a day. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Loving Father, thank you for gathering these people together, this church. Uh, Thanks for the the gift of technology, the gift to be able to open this door up to everyone, uh, just to be together. Um, uh, Just ask, Lord, for the grace to uh, hit pause and, and to make sure that we're vulnerable with one another, that we pray with one another that we allow you into our lives, into our homes, um, that we not be so quick to act, but to make sure that we listen. And pray for St. Gerald's and, and uh, all the staff there and the leadership team that they may continue to do your will and live out their mission, your mission. And we ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So tomorrow we are going to be joined by Christine French. She's the uh, chaplain or campus minister, I guess, uh, for for Scott Catholic. And uh, she has also kind of been discerning with the apostolic oblate. So she prays a lot. And, and I know that early on when this busyness all started happening, she really asked herself, I wonder what the Lord is doing and I wonder if what, if the Lord is saying something in all of this and if this pauses, maybe an opportunity to listen. And uh, so I am really, uh, I'm going to,
I'm going to ask her if I can just do spiritual director, direction with her tomorrow in front of everybody. <laughs> so see what that might be like. What's the Lord doing in her heart? And if she would be willing to share that and uh, some of the insights she's received um, as she's busy, busy, busy with all the scut stuff that's going on, but also she's someone who, who's praying every day as well. So um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So that'll be tomorrow at 3.30. If you want to watch this on demand, it'll be on our website, equip.archomaha.org. And uh, I think that's it for today. God bless you all, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Mark. Okay. See you all.